The views expressed on the following show may not be those of the hosts, guests, or WSPN Skidmore Radio. Talk Saratoga is produced by Saratoga Broadcasting Incorporated and may not be reproduced in part or in whole unless expressed written approval is given. Now, here are the hosts of Talk Saratoga, Rick Thompson and a Saratoga All-Star. Yeah, you're here with Talk Saratoga today, and I'm your host, Rick Thompson, and you're listening to WSPN 91.1 FM Skidmore Radio. And um, we have a special guest here today, uh, John Winnick, who is the retail supervisor at Dining Services right here at Skidmore College. And if you listen to the show, John is going to give us some dishes to make for Thanksgiving. And this is our third annual Thanksgiving show, which I can't believe because it seems like we only did this a couple of days ago. But today is on November the 18th, and um, it's, what, four or five days to Thanksgiving. So we... Uh, we have some good things going on here. Good morning, John. Good morning, Rick. Thanks for having me. Oh, not a problem. How you doing? Okay. I just saw you Thursday night at one of our meetings, and uh, it's always good to see you. Um, one of the first things I think that people do that don't go to a butcher to buy their turkey is wait a week before Thanksgiving to the turkey specials that the stores run. Right. And then they pick up a turkey, and I saw one of the stores had them for 47 cents a pound, <clears throat> which they must have been 10-year-old birds. I don't know what the cost of uh, the turkeys today. But what's the first step um, in planning for uh, Thanksgiving? Well, the first step for me is always figure out where we're going, who's hosting, because um, if you're invading someone's space, um the workload has to be divided equally. Uh, luckily with my family, that's what we do. Uh, last year we traveled to Massachusetts. This year I'm hosting, so I have the home field advantage, so to speak. <laughs> so you can relax <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I know my kitchen. I know my space. I know what I have to do. Um, uh, as the host, uh, I take on the turkey, uh, the gravy, um, I'm going to do, I'll get into how we divided everything up this year, which is always a fun way for us. And, um, yeah, so it's the turkey and I get to kind of choose what I want to do, whether I'm going to fry it or roast it, brine it, not brine it. Now, do you um, get your turkey at a butcher? Uh, I do shop? not. No. I don't spend that extra money for like a local bird or a right. farm raised bird. Um, to me, a turkey is a turkey. Right. Um, I know the diet may be different, so there might be some flavor profiles, but I'm good with just a standard butterball or one of those uh, Shady Brook Farms Shady turkeys. Bro, right. uh, personally, this year, I noticed uh, two weeks ago, I started looking for a turkey, and they were over $2 a pound. And I said, yeah. I'm not paying 60 to $70 for a turkey. I know, and I couldn't believe the prices when yeah. I looked at them. So I waited, and we looked at some flyers that came out last week. <clears throat> And on Sunday, I went and got my bird. Yeah. And uh, the Market 32 actually had a special. If you bought $25 in groceries, the turkey dropped to $0.69 cents a pound. Yeah. 
And How can that's you what I did. That? Yeah. And I see now they're 49 cents like three days later. So. Right. Well, I mean, hey, that's later, still yeah. not a big deal. No, but we, yeah, you still want to shop around is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have a turkey breast. And uh, we lost our daughter last year. She was a meat eater, not, not a lot. But my other daughter who comes over is a vegetarian. And my wife eats like a bird. And uh, so, uh, and then my the fellow my daughter was going out with at the time, he we always he wants to come over. So there's the, like three, two and a half people that eat turkey. Mm-hmm. So I said, why make a twenty pound turkey? Right. Uh, and there's plenty of leftover with the turkey breast for us. I mean, your size, you would need probably ten of them. Yeah. But. One of the things I always want to say to people is, you don't have to have a large turkey and worry about cooking times and thawing times and how am I going to deal with this? What are we going to do with all the leftovers? Uh, it depends on your crowd. Um, you know, we're feeding nine to ten people, so you need a big bird. Um, mm-hmm. But smaller groups, a turkey breast works good. I know some people, <laughs> they're just going to get a roasted chicken and do that. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be turkey, <laughs> but turkey is just so traditional. Turkey is the traditional. And yeah. I think most people will tell you it's the only time of year they actually eat turkey. Um but as far as, like, I know some people don't know how big to get a turkey. Like, what do we do? Um, we got 10 of us. What do we do? So um, the general thing is how much turkey per person is you want to have about a, a pound and a half of turkey per person. Okay. So you do the simple math, and that's usually the ballpark you're looking for. Um, generally, when I was looking for my turkey, there was a lot of 15 to 16-pounders, but I needed something just a hair bigger. So I went with an 18-pounder, which there was a couple left in the bin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they don't get much bigger than 20 pounds. Oh, really? Yeah, 20, 22 maybe tops. That's I haven't seen any that big. Right. I think if they get any bigger, they're probably not as good. Probably not. Although one of the ladies at work um, did say she got a 22-pound <laughs> turkey. Mm-hmm. So, like you say, they may get tougher. Uh, or, I don't know. That's a big bird. Yeah. You know. Yeah, generally they're older, and you want to eat them while they're young and more yeah, tender. More tender, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, um, so we got that uh, a pound and a half of, about per guest, and, and it's always good to have leftovers uh, mm-hmm. with turkey. Um, and thawing a frozen turkey is a big deal because I Try to put it in the refrigerator a couple of days before, and it never works out. It's it's still frozen in, in yep. areas. So what's the proper way to do that safely? Well, safely is to thaw it in your refrigerator if you have room. If you don't, you can put it in an igloo cooler okay. because it will hold the temperature of the bird. Um, generally speaking, the ratio is every day of thawing is four to five pounds of turkey. So if you got a 20-pounder, that's four days. Okay. So if you wait till Monday or Tuesday, you're cooking frozen inside turkey. That's right. Um, so here we go. I mean, we're at Saturday. Yeah. So my bird is coming out of the freezer this Today. afternoon. Yeah. Wow. Now, what if? I mean, what if you don't take it out two days to two days before? Can you uh, like put it in water? Or? Uh, yeah. Um, so many people get caught. Yeah. Shorthanded with this. And, Especially if you work. I mean, and you so about you it. can you put it in the igloo cooler and fill it with cold water. Okay. You don't want to do hot water because it's just unsafe. You put it in the cold water 
if you have a big enough sink, it's best to put it in a sink and let running cold water go over it. But that takes forever. Well, You're sure. going to have a large water bill. So use that igloo cooler. Put it in there. It's going to thaw out a little bit quicker. Um, I don't know the ratio because I haven't had to do that. But okay. I imagine you could probably cut it down by a day or two. All right. But you just you got to be careful with that because it's all about time and temperature. And oh, exactly. Having I that mean, bird sitting yeah, in Yeah, exactly. You don't want it to sit in, in right. any warmth. And then you can put it in the refrigerator yeah. if it's thawed. I've gotten that call from my brother-in-law. Or from my brother. Have you? Oh, my God. More than on one occasion. <laughs> the bird's frozen. What do we do? What do you do? <laughs> Order out. Now, do you, I mean, you uh, have been around food for quite a while. I mean, you've been in restaurants, uh, you've been chefs yeah. in restaurants and stuff. Do you get a lot of calls from friends and family about what to do or how to make this or that? All the time. All do the time. You? But I love it. I, I, oh, I know you, you know, do. Listen, I don't know how to, you know, do auto repair. <laughs> I wish I had more friends that did that. Oh, yeah, exactly. But, Me um, too. But... You know, I think you seek out people who are experts in their field. Sure. And, um, you know, it's for, for me, it's just a way to share my knowledge. That's yeah. yeah. Well, we're in Kiwanis together, which is the service clubs for people that don't know. And I don't know if it was two years ago, you gave a demonstration for our club mm. at BOCES on how to make um, chutney, was it? Cranberry orange relish. Cranberry orange yep. relish. And everybody's been begging you to do another <laughs> one. But uh, a lot of people don't do anything but can uh, mm -hmm. cranberry sauce and you know the the basic stuff and right yeah they're in in today's world um that's a shame because the information's out there yeah you can watch a youtube video on anything now yeah. including how to make this how to make that sure. um there's really good videos out there and people that spend their hobby their entire hobby is putting videos out there to teach yeah um i wish i had the time and energy to do that myself um, but I, I did all that. I taught at BOCES. I uh, did that for years. I still am involved with that. I ran the cooking school at Market Bistro for a few years. And I love to teach, um, but I'm more of a live person. I want to see your reaction. I want to interact with you. I'm not a posted online kind of guy. Right. I well, look, if you age. ever do, I've got all the equipment for you because yeah. uh, I was going to start <laughs> doing podcasts before COVID. I've oh. got the... I've got the cameras, the stands, the lighting. So, oh, yeah, I'll be your producer. That'd probably you know? be more fun than sitting here right now. <laughs> I'll be your producer. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, the show goes up on YouTube, but it's not a video. So, right. I think know. people like to see it, you know. Oh, they do. And most definitely. It. Most yeah. definitely. Then they have something to compare it to. Right. And what it looks like, right. you know. So, all right. So, take it out about um, a, a day uh, for four pounds one day of thawing yeah so uh you better take it out now because it's going to come up <laughs> quick yeah um and the next thing all right so you got your turkey thawing and um you got to start thinking about what else you're having and your right. family is unique yeah uh i've really never heard of anybody doing it so so neat it's neat right is what it is it's, yeah. it's really neat so you got to start planning on what else you're having for thanksgiving how many people you're having over yeah and um i'm what, i'm fortunate where my wife's family just loves to cook um they love to 
do different things, try things for the first time uh, in keeping with the traditions, though. So it's not like we're doing crazy side dishes. It's just a matter of, like, who does them and putting their twist on it. Um, last year, I, I can't even remember. I think it's in my notes here. But we, we definitely divide up the workload, and we plan it. We start a messenger chat online so that anytime someone has an idea or a thought or a final say in what they're doing it's there it's out there so we don't like have crossover items and uh, the menu still is diverse um, but what we did this year which was the first time we did this um, and it's I give my wife and her sister and my niece all the credit because they're always talking with each other trying to stir things up and this year they decided that we would divide up the tasks with a color all so neat. all the colors of the rainbow and we have nine of us that are cooking and eating. So everyone got a color at random. I'll be so that's your color, and you have to do that color for your food item. Uh, the turkey's all set because I was taking care of that. Right. So someone did get brown. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> there is a lot oh of brown boy, food I, out would, there. I wouldn't touch the brown. <laughs> but I think I think my son, who the bake, he's the baker in the family, he's going to make dinner rolls. Okay. So he's going to have to cook them to a golden brown, I guess. Sure, I guess. But, and that's, <laughs> he's good with that. <laughs> now, so. do you change every year? Do you change up uh, the dishes that the sure. people make? Yeah, I don't think, the only thing that we keep going in honor of my father-in-law who passed a few years ago, he was always making the oyster stuffing. Oh, okay. He would do a side casserole of oyster stuffing. He loved it. He would make it. And uh, so last year, I think uh, my brother-in-law made it in his honor. And he got white this year, so it might be fitting that he does something he from does the sea. That. Well, how you know what? Oyster stuffing used to be big years and years it's ago. It's delicious. Yeah, it, it is good. Yeah, because I don't think my wife would like it, but yeah. I I, I want to try because I make this. I, I do mm -hmm. most of the cooking for Thanksgiving. Right. Uh, she does for Christmas because I do the meat, but mm -hmm. she makes a lot of casseroles. Sure. So, in your family, if there's someone that's not good at cooking. Let's mm -hmm. say um, there is something that they can make. Absolutely. Correct? Yeah. They, they have to take the lead on it. And, you know, I'm always there for a set of hands. Sure. Help, but uh, I got to say, I'm very lucky. Um, there's some talent in this family. And it's just, <laughs> I don't know if it's just we rub off on each other. Everyone wants to outdo each other. Um, uh, I remember the first time I had dinner at my wife's house before we were married and her mom is a Midwestern comfort food. You know, that's what she makes. Right. And I can't say I ever had a bad meal at their house. And she's kind of taken a step back now that we're all grown ups and mm -hmm. even my kids now are in their mid twenties and they step up to the plate and they make a, a really good dish. And, um, it takes the workload off of her too. Cause she used to do everything. And yeah. Oh, yeah. she slowly, slowly let me in the kitchen, believe it or not. And I'm a chef. Well, that, that's, I think that's the progression because I know we used to go to my grandmother's for every holiday. Then my mother and aunt took over when she couldn't keep up with it. Mm -hmm. And then I took over and had everything at my house. So I think that's a progression, yeah. you know, that. But they that do. You, do. Um, you know, this year, I, I know that I, mean, I got yellow. So, oh, gosh. <laughs> you know. I'm not doing summer squash. So nah, I was, I don't that's like what it. I was just going to say. I don't like you know? it. No one's going to eat it. I could do spaghetti squash. But listen, I'm doing the mashed potatoes and the gravy. So, right. or the, excuse me, the turkey and the gravy. 
I'm doing Yukon Gold I was gonna mashed say potatoes. That. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say Everyone that. will be happy. It, it fills the <laughs> void of the yellow gold. And uh, anyway, that's that's, that's actually neat. my potato of choice to do mashed potatoes. Yeah, that's, that's pretty neat. has the right starch content. But that's pretty neat. They're, they're, listen, we got purple in there, so I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see what purple does. Eggplant parmesan. Oh, not with Thanksgiving, but... <laughs> Hey, and my, I'm going to get was, enough of that next week, I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Two weeks well, when I was growing up, though, we always started out <laughs> with stuffed shells and, and oh, eggplant parmesan. Sure. And then, you know, yeah. in an Italian household, that's what you did. And oh, then yeah. comes the, the rest of the meal. But You know, that's the one good thing about Thanksgiving is the week or two prior at work, that's all everyone talks about. Who's doing this? Who's doing that? What do you have? <laughs> it's, all, it's all very interesting to hear. I guess, you know, and what else, you know, when, you know, cause we talk a lot about cooking in that because I'll come up and have lunch at the spa uh, up here that you run. And, um, what's really nice is that your kids are talented in cooking too. So that mm-hmm. rubbed off from you, mm-hmm. I would assume. Oh yeah. And, and they enjoy it. Yeah. So I, I think that's pretty neat, you yeah. know, that, that you've got family members that really enjoy yeah uh, you know things. with my two boys it's a it's a life skill that they had to learn because i mean we live in an age now where everybody's ordering out uh-huh. everybody's doing doordash or something like that they're paying an absorbent amount of money to have someone prepare their food then deliver it i mean what's next they're going to eat it for you yeah, exactly right <laughs> you know, but <laughs> everybody will be slimming in their gym and somebody else is eating your dinner but um it's just I'm proud to say that they both do enough where they can, you know, sustain themselves on their own. And they did just both move out last year. So it's nice to see they, they'll send me pictures every now and then. And, hey, look what we made tonight. And it could Excellent. just be a simple little stir fry. But they did something without without anybody's help. So. Well, every time you go to a restaurant, we're getting off of Thanksgiving here. But every time you go out to a restaurant, I always enjoy your pictures on Facebook of the mm-hmm. meals that you have because they're just not steak and potatoes right. or chicken and a nice side dish. They're they're pretty interesting meals, mm-hmm. and um, and I know you like that to see yeah. what somebody else can prepare. Sure, uh, good. You know, so I'm, I'm glad the the kids are involved, and so you assign the tasks for the other people to make i, I know sometimes the items are out of a hat right but. we did that last year so this year of course you got your color then you know it takes about a week or two to everyone figure out and research what they're going to make and i think we're at a set menu right now i don't think there's any mysteries of what anybody's making um and because i don't like to keep it a secret i want to know what we're having sure <laughs> you know a control freak that i am but <laughs> we will put a schedule together of the kitchen so like if they're at the house on Wednesday, what can you do on Wednesday to prep, to prepare, and get ready? And then we got to deal with the oven, you know, choreography on Thursday. Right. When the turkey comes out and rests for an hour, that's when everything goes in the oven to either reheat or put the finishing touches on and cook. So, yeah, we actually post a schedule and put it right in the fridge. So, oh, that's you know, it goes right around, you know, the TV schedule. The kitchen, so everyone's not in the kitchen making a mess together. At the same time, yeah. yeah. One of the things, like you said, is you have a schedule on the refrigerator, which makes it easy mm-hmm. to follow. Um, one of the things my wife has made me do over the last 30-some years is to make a list of things that we need before the holidays mm-hmm. so you don't have to go running out right. the night before. Yeah. So that's pretty important also. Right? Yeah, i got to tell you, 
this weekend you don't want to be in the stores. Um, I, I made it a point, my wife and I both, we had our list together and we did it earlier in the week after work and just took care of everything because you're just, you're fighting the crowds and then things run out. And, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I do the shopping. My, my wife despises going in the grocery mm. store. So I thought I had pretty much everything. And today she gave me a list of about 20 things that I have to pick <laughs> up. And it's like, yep. why? You better put why, your helmet on. Why didn't you give it to me? <laughs> When I went, you know, so lists are important because it keeps you focused. Absolutely. And, um, and like you said, make, make the holiday fun and not stressful because, um, it can be a stressful time. Holidays. Yeah. And it's not, it, it, Thanksgiving is supposed to be really all about happiness and togetherness and gathering and that's it. And and then Christmas comes, and that's where the real stress comes, because now you're talking gifts and making everybody happy. Right. Thanksgiving is really just about gathering at a table, having good food. doesn't matter who cooks it, what it is. You're just thankful that you're together, and you were able to make the time that's for each other. That's the most important part. Yeah. You're right. And, yeah. um, and so you make it themed, and you've had different ethnic cuisines, too, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so this year... Now, all of a sudden, we're doing things on Wednesday. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Wednesday is a big deal. Thanksgiving Eve. Wednesday should be the stress-free day where you're just, like, getting ready for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Now, <laughs> it was decided this year that we were going to draw a country out of a hat. Oh, boy. And that was the country that we would do a theme dinner. Okay. Yeah, so now we have Thanksgiving. Now we have pre-Thanksgiving. I don't remember doing this before. I could be wrong, but... I don't think... And usually... Uh, this is new this year. Usually the night before Thanksgiving is a pizza night. Yeah. Because people don't want to yeah. make a dinner for... destroy our kitchen two days in a <laughs> That's row. That's right. <laughs> so here's the deal. This year, which is kind of interesting, uh, and it gave us all a little bit of a task to uh, and do some research, um, my son's moved out. So they have their own apartment. They don't have a big kitchen, but they're going to host the pre-Thursday activity at their house and it's mostly just like everyone's coming to town um some people even got to work on wednesday we're having dinner at their place so we decided we had to put a theme on it because you can't just go over there and order pizza i guess no. so <laughs> that no, would be too easy really, yeah, no. <laughs> no we are doing a country and i don't know how it was decided but my niece came up with it i don't know if they just pointed to a globe or a map or picked it out of a hat but we got ukraine Ukraine. So we are having a Ukrainian feast. He gets <laughs> what mutton and no, 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 no. So I'm making pierogies, homemade. Okay. So that's a nice, yeah, nice thing that's very add. nice. I'm, I've never even made a pierogi. I've eaten them. I've, I've prepared the frozen Mrs. T's, but yeah. we're gonna do mine. And what are you stuffing them with? Just potato and cheese. Okay. Keeping it simple. All right. A little butter and caramelized onion, and, and classic. You boil them and then you pan fry them. Right. Um. And then the gamut runs. I mean, we're having uh, my son's making, I, I wish I knew the name of it. It's on my phone. But he's making a noodle dish that has bacon and cabbage oh, in neat. it. So it's like a side dish. Sure. Um, somebody else is making, uh, they're not making their sausage, but they're going to cook uh, either a kielbasa or some sort of sausage. Mm -hmm. So we have a protein. Um, my son and my wife are making a classic uh, Kiev cake. Oh, All right, and so yeah. it's that it's a confection that they're going to make um, to have for dessert. So yeah, we're we're really uh, That's we're doing neat. it up. But once again, it's just it's what we do. We make it fun. Yeah, and they're going to host, 
and uh, it'll give us a memory, you know, and that's yeah, kind of what it's all about. Yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. Remember that year we did Ukraine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there we oh, go. That's gosh. what we're doing this year. That's excellent. We're that's crazy. pretty neat. I, You know, it just, it's another night for family to get together, Absolutely. Ba- yeah. basically. I mean, that, that's uh, that's it. Um, so you got the Thanksgiving Eve all set up. Mm-hmm. Um some of the things that you've got to make a um, a dinner, you know, you got salads and stuffings and mm-hmm. vegetables, and and you like to not just have a salad with uh, Italian dressing on it um, right. or uh, the stuffing. You know, I make my stuffing with um, I make one vegetarian with just the onion and the chopped onion and celery mm-hmm. for my one daughter with chicken broth. But I like to add sausage and mm-hmm. uh, onion and celery in mine mm-hmm. to, to give it a little more flavor. Sure. What, are, what are some of the things you do for, like, your dressing, uh, the, the stuffing, and the vegetables? And I like to use certain things that you just correlate with autumn because we still are technically in autumn mm-hmm. and, and Thanksgiving in general. And you can add dried cranberries, golden raisins, dried fruit, diced apple. You add that to a stuffing, and it just takes on a whole nother uh, flavor profile. Um, you, you said chicken broth, but it, 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 keep in mind that if you're cooking for vegetarians, you can buy a vegetable broth. Yeah, that's what I meant yeah. for her. I use chicken broth. Sure. Yeah. Um, but you can change the flavor profiles of that. I mean, I've done a cornbread stuffing before instead of traditional breading, breading. which you, you can get. Um, this year, I'm doing a traditional one, but I'm going to put all kinds of stuff in it. It's the cran- like I said, the cranberries, diced apple, onion, celery, sometimes a little carrot adds color, texture, adds sweetness. Because mm-hmm. um, stuffing is usually a savory side dish, but you can make it sweet and savory, and and maybe you know make somebody else a little more happy because they're they don't like the boring old exactly plain old stuffing. Bread, yeah, any, the bread and stuffing. Um, yeah, and then as far as salads, boy. It's the same thing. Just we loaded up. My sister-in-law makes awesome salads. And when I say a salad, it's a composed salad. It's some beautiful greens, not just your iceberg or your chopped romaine. It could be baby spinach or, or a night what they call spring mix, which is all right. the baby lettuces, which is very popular now. Yeah, my um, wife eats that for lunch every day. She makes a spring. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then we do some kind of a vi- homemade vinaigrette. So whether it's uh, use of uh, apple cider, a little bit of honey, and some uh, red wine vinegar or balsamic, um, and then the salad is garnished with some sort of cheese, whether it's a goat cheese or a feta cheese, so you get that white color, and then you have the cranberries in there, uh, uh, pears, which are phenomenal in a salad. Um, You can take some bacon and frizzle that up and put that in there for, like, homemade bacon bits. That's neat. You know what I put in my salad, and I don't know if it's you know, people think about it, but I put uh, mandarin orange, oh, yeah. some mandarin oranges sure. in there to add yeah. a little. It's they're not really sweet, sweet, but right. they give it just a little. Yeah, any fruit in a salad just gives it balance. Mm-hmm. It gives it uh, some acid, which is what you need because a lot of times salads will be one heavy one way or the other. And then right. if you have, like, if you ever watch the the cooking shows, what do they always ask for? They want more salt. Salt brings out flavor and everything, and some people just forget to add it. And just a little, and I don't use iodized salt, that fine ground. Use a good kosher sea salt, okay. something that you can sprinkle on with your fingers and have control of. 
but you can actually taste it. Yep. Um, you can see it and taste it, so you know how much is in there. And also acid. And that's just, even if it's just a squeeze of citrus okay. over the top, you know, because sometimes dressings are very oily. Exactly. And, and vinegar sometimes adds the acid, but doesn't add necessarily the right flavor. So when you add, like, just squeeze of citrus, it just brings it out some freshness to a dish. And that's, that's yeah. the, yeah, it, it, these are just little different things you can do yeah. from the normal. I mean, if you've been doing things, normal people not, not sure. up in your position, but you have the same stuffing every year and, and yeah. that, you know, I mean, it it's, yeah. gets kind of like. There's tradition and then there's, like. Well, what you do is tradition. You come up with different right. things. I mean, that's yeah. a tradition. Some people just don't change. They don't change gears. They get one thing and they stick with it, which yeah. is fine. But we have the type of family who likes to try different things. Yeah. And, you know, we you, you go online now and you can see all kinds of recipes. The other thing you got to add to a salad too is if you can if you can eat nuts or like a candied walnut or a pecan. Right. Oh my God! It just adds oh, so adds much a to lot. a yeah. so much to a salad. Now, my wife, or my wife, my daughter makes uh, Brussels sprouts. Oh, yeah. Roasted Brussels sprouts. Yeah. And I don't think people that I know that they really love them. And yeah. I think a lot of people are afraid to try the that. The vegetable has made a huge comeback in the last 10 to 15 years. Because remember when you were a kid, you got them probably cut in half. Yep. Maybe salt and pepper if you're lucky, and right. they were cooked till they were till they were pulverized. Soft. That's right, exactly. Um, Mush. Now, and, and to be honest with you, I've done demos on this. I actually was on WNYT several years ago with Dan Bazil, and I did my classic side dish with Brussels sprouts, and we cooked them with bacon, and brown sugar, and balsamic vinegar, and cranberries. And I got a friend of mine who still makes that dish to this day every really? year for Thanksgiving. Um, but if you add texture to something, if you caramelize it and get that brown natural sugars to a to a vegetable, all of a sudden it doesn't taste like a vegetable anymore. No. It tastes like candy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Who doesn't like candy? Well, you know, I think um I don't know, my observation of this is you you do creative cooking and I think um today a lot of people just want to open a can. Mm. Convenience. Convenience. And yeah. I think you can have fun in creating different things mm-hmm. and, and having a better meal. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I just don't know why people don't want to try different right. things. I mean, I know we're all busy today and that, but, sure. you know, you have Wednesday night and Thursday morning to do some extra little things. Yeah. Like you were, well, we had mentioned the oysters mm-hmm. and, right. and stuffing. And I've never had it, but everybody mm-hmm. that, that I know that has it really yeah. likes it, you know. Yeah. And my brother-in-law, he lives on the Cape. So he's going to bring <laughs> fresh oysters or freshly shucked oysters from that day or the day before. Uh, he's, he always brings some seafood item to the table. That's neat. Um, and that's that's his go-to thing because that's like indigenous to where he lives. So Exactly. Um, and that's probably what they used the, the first Thanksgiving because right. I mean, they yeah, were right there on the water. I was, you know? You know, I was talking to somebody recently, and they said there was not turkey at the first Thanksgiving. No. It was venison and seafood. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you we, say that now, people will like, be grossed out. But, but, yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what they had. And, yeah. Um, and it lasted three days. We yeah. know that from our trivia <laughs> question. But, no, you're right. And, you know, I read an article one time why so many of the pilgrims that came over here died of starvation. Mm. 
when they lived near the ocean and the you could walk out two feet and pick up a lobster mm. but they wouldn't eat it because of the hard shell they didn't know how to cook it right and as then they starved to death and mm. they had so much food there which i, I don't know it's, it's huh. just how they did things back then but uh yeah venison and and uh corn yeah yeah un unreal but um all right so we got how to do your turkey which is uh, a good thing uh, especially if you forget to take it out of the refrigerator mm -hmm. um and let so we you do the theme and the, the vegetables um additional sides uh you got anybody doing that this year I know there's. I know, I uh, based on the menu. I mean, you want to have it a diverse menu. You want to have lots of color. Um, you know, classically, the green bean casserole comes into play. Um, I know we're having that. Grandma's making that. Oh, neat! <laughs> and uh, does she put the fr uh, fried onion rings oh, on yeah. top? Yeah, she. My wife does. Listen, my mother-in-law is a good cook. She's not a gourmet, but she follows recipes. So she will find a recipe. Try it out and stick to it. Yeah. And so her green bean casserole is the same every year. There's okay. no fluctuation at all. Right. I mean, we're talking cream of mushroom soup. Cream of mushroom soup, probably right. Probably the, the green frozen beans. green beans yep. or the canned green beans yep. and, then the, and then the canned onions. You know what? There's nothing wrong with it. No, there isn't. We all they taste either good. love it or you hate it. That's right. No, that's it. what my wife does every year at Christmas. <laughs> she does the casseroles. I've but, done the uh, fresh one, and sometimes it's just not as good. Yeah, you know? I know. I've done it. I've seen restaurants duplicate it and, you know, take that particular dish and have to just recreate it yeah and there's you know yeah, something know. tried and true like that but you know i gotta say i'm not 100 percent sure on what everyone's doing okay um i know that we're gonna have um brussels sprouts in some form or fashion um cranberries if no one picks the ball up with that i'm gonna do i love making the cranberry sauce i know um i know my son is making a cranberry tart for oh. dessert oh, wow. which is different yeah you know um a lot of people just think about pies, pies. but, yeah. you know, and, you know, that's fine. Um, I think that's what we're having. There might be another pie somewhere. That is there. different. I know I make a pumpkin, pecan, and uh, praline apple. Yeah. Because my wife and daughter, they're they're not big sweet eaters. Right. Of course, they, they want to maintain their weight mm -hmm. and their, you know. But what they do, the next day, we start decorating for Christmas. Mm. So every 10 minutes, they'll take a break and get a piece of pie. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so whatever's left over. But um, one of the things I know you've had before, mm. um, you've had um, macaroni and cheese. We have, yeah. And um, cinnamon roasted carrots, mm -hmm. which is uh, pretty neat. Uh, sweet potato casserole. Mm -hmm. And a cheesy sausage cornbread, which oh, wow. sounds... I want that right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it must have been great. Well, yeah. yeah I, I, that, We've done that, a lot of things in the past. And I guess so. Um, yeah. I, like I said, it, sometimes it's too much food. And that was my rule this year. You, you get a dish, you make one dish, and that's it. There's no extra this, extra... Because you just don't need it. I mean, you really don't. I, I there's know. only so much... Thanksgiving is all about, you know, a lot of food. I know, um, but there can we always never be we always enough. break our own rule every year. But this year, I said, just get your one dish and make it, and and that's enough. There can never be enough I food, know. John. There really can't. <laughs> Not on yeah. holidays, um, uh, gravies. So oh, yeah. we got the mm -hmm. we got our side dishes. You've got like seven or eight that that 
you're mm-hmm. having people yeah. bring over and uh, your turkey and stuffing. Um, there's different things you can do with gravies too, mm-hmm. correct? So tell yeah. us a few, a few yeah, little I mean, things I'm a, about that. When for me, I'm not a huge gravy guy, but you got to have it if you're having the mashed potatoes and the gravy and the stuffing. Um, I'll make my gravy, and I'm I'm simple Simon when it comes to gravy. I just want it to be tasty, so I make sure I use those juices. They're in the bottom of the pan, and I make my roux, you know, equal parts fat and flour, which is usually okay. butter and flour, equal parts. So if you're making if you're making a two cups of gravy, you're you're looking at a tablespoon of butter and a tablespoon of flour. Okay. You mix that up in a little saute pan or a little saucepan. I cook it for about five to ten minutes on low heat, so it's like a nice nutty brown color. And then I add it to the warm, simmering uh, broth or the juices and whisk that all together, and it should never be lumpy okay. if you do it that way. And right. a lot of times it's um, you want to make sure your roux is cold and add it to a warm liquid or the opposite. Because if, okay. you, if they're both the same temperature, it's tough to, for that roux to properly do its job okay. and thicken. And it will clump up. Uh, and if it does and you make a clumpy gravy, there's two ways to fix that. You can run it through a fine sieve, right. you know, one pan into another pan with that fine mesh strainer. And that will take care of your lumps. Or you can get out your fancy immersion blender or whatever <laughs> and dump it all in there and hit the button. And it, That's it another thing you. you have to wash. It emuls- <laughs> you know, right? You just waste more dishes. Uh, it emulsifies it for you like you okay. do with uh, anything. but. Um, other things to add to the gravy, classically, you know, crumbled, some type of sausage in there. Um, I'm a giblet guy, to believe it or not. Love oh, giblets and gravy. Everybody, when I was growing up, my yeah, grandmother used to We would have two that. gravies. We'd have one with the giblets and one without, because okay. some people weird weird out by them, but I don't. I'd love it. Well, she would even put it in her stuffing. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I don't, she made the best stuffing ever, and I flavor. can't recreate it yeah. from what she made. It was yeah. just, well, she used to stuff this, sure. put it in the bird. Yeah. And a lot of people got away from that. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, and if you don't, if you want to add something to the, to the gravy besides you know, the standard things that I mentioned. There's other things you can do. Um, one thing that comes to mind is a, a chef I used to work with made a cider gravy, and it was oh, delicious. Okay. It added a little sweetness to it, and it had that flavor. And I did that one year because I brined my turkey, okay. and I used apple cider in the brine oh. and maple. So there was those flavors okay. going on. And well, it just let me ask you a question. If you use just a McCormick gravy, let's say. Yeah, sure. You can add... Um, yeah, you can doctor it up. You can doctor it One up. One thing you're going to do, though, is it's going to throw off the ratio as far as viscosity. Right. So if, it, if you add something wet and it's going to thin it down, you're going to need to thicken it up. And you don't always have to make a roux either. Another little trick is to make a slurry. And a lot of people don't know what a slurry no, is, but no. a slurry, say you have uh, a gravy on the stove that's just a little too thin and you'd like to thicken it up quickly. Right. You take a little bit of flour or okay. cornstarch. If you don't have cornstarch, you can use flour and water, equal parts usually, like a tablespoon and a tablespoon, and you mix that up, and then you slowly add that to the simmering, semi-boiling liquid, and it thickens right away. Really? Yeah. You might have to cook it out a little bit because it's flour you're adding. You don't want it to right. taste chalky, but you take five, ten extra minutes on the stove, and your gravy's thick, and, you know, you, you didn't have to, like, start that's, over. Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Now, I know some people, and I, I see it in the notes here, um, personally, my wife wouldn't like it because she can't stand uh, the taste of liquor, but some people add a little rum oh. 
okay. to their gravy too, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Yeah. To, to give it a little flavor. But like I said, you have to like that flavor. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, anytime you add even any alcohol to any sauce, whether it's a just a sauce for a piece of beef or chicken, you have to cook the alcohol out. Okay. You have to flame it out oh. um, and then add it because then okay. otherwise you taste just raw alcohol. Yeah. And that's, that's a mistake that people make. They'll put a splash in something and say, oh, I just added, you know, beer to this gravy now it's a beer gravy well right. yeah it tastes awful yeah really. so you really got to put it over a flame in a separate pan or start with that right cook the cook put it the until alcohol. the flame disappears then you have that concentrated flavor it's the it taste yeah. better yeah, yeah. or otherwise a, it's bitter or yeah. use a rum extract where the, you know, exactly you don't have the alcohol yeah. in it you know of course i don't know now are you making rum, rum ham to go with that rum gravy <laughs> no i'm not i'm not i'm making a turkey that's, breast that's a shout out to danny devito that's and, uh, right oh okay hey um, my, my two boys will appreciate that yeah, really <laughs> rum ham rum ham uh with raisins yeah uh one of the things that are becoming popular now um are those bags that oh, you yeah. cook yeah. The turkey's in because it cuts down the cooking time. It does, and it guarantees a moist bird. Right. Yeah. The only thing it is, it doesn't crisp the outside. Yeah, I, I've done both. I've, I've, I've used the bag before. Okay. Um, That's what I usually do. It, it's tough. I mean, you can, <laughs> you can certainly fire up the bird in an in an oven, get it brown, take it out, and then bag it. Of course, then you're handling a hot turkey. But, right. Um, yeah, but here's the other thing. And I don't know a lot of people do this. Some people do because it's out there. If you take butter right. and you put it underneath that skin and then you season it with your seasonings and rub it all on the outside and then you bag it, that butter is going to caramelize. Okay. Caramelization turns everything golden brown delicious. No. So it will do that inside the bag. Can you put, I mean, if you put a little oil on that, would that yeah, do the same thing? Yeah, oil does the same way. Yeah, okay. I'm just a fan of. Putting that butter, butter underneath the skin because turkey is so lean, it needs fat. All right. And butter's a great addition. How do you put it under the skin? It's easy. You just, <laughs> and people don't know, when you have your bird sitting on the counter, you pat it all dry. Right. And then you just put your fingers underneath the skin and the actual raw breast, and there's a pocket. Really? And you just lift it up, and you can manipulate it with your fingertips so that it opens up even more, and then you just smear Soften butter. butter all, I'll be oh my God! It it guarantees the extra flavor, the extra moisture. Yeah, wow. caramelization. I even make. I'll do a whole rub of dry seasonings: sage, poultry seasoning, thyme, garlic, onion powder, salt, pepper. I'll put it in with the butter, oh, so wow. it's just a one big what they call a compound butter. Right. And you just smear all that inside. And you can even rub it all over the, the outside of the leg and the drumstick, so that gets caramelized okay. as well. So you soften yeah. the butter up. Yeah, and absolutely. Then you can do it in the microwave it. for like 10 seconds. And then yeah. whip it with the southern yeah, stuff. Yeah. I wonder if you can do that with a turkey breast. I absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. That that skin is loose. All right. It's it, it it's stuck in there. It sticks together, but as soon as you get under there with your with your hand, you can actually loosen it up. So you can it creates that. Pocket. Oh, I have to yeah. try that. Yeah, because that sounds good. And like I say, when you do it in the bag completely, it doesn't. It right. doesn't really get. I usually yeah. put oil on the outside yeah, of it, yeah. but it still isn't mm-hmm. um, brown brown. But the the meat itself is good because, sure. like you say, it's juicy. Mm-hmm. Now, can you do anything with a gravy with that juice that's in the bag? The bag, yes. Okay, one hundred percent. It's it's all right there. It's <clears> like, yeah, it's yeah. no water. I mean, it's not. Yeah. 
Uh, no, it's just that's the good thing about those bags is it's just it just keeps that grave uh, keeps that juices in there and okay. cooks it down in there and it bubbles it concentrates <laughs> so it's yeah it's ready. Oh wow, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, you said you make uh, cranberry sauce mm-hmm. <clears throat> stovetop. What are some of the what are some of the different cranberry dishes that I know you made the cranberry orange for mm-hmm. our club right. that night. Yeah. What are some of the other things you can do with cranberry sauce other than opening the can and dumping it on a, a plate well, and cutting it? Um, cranberries are cheap. You can get the ones in the bag. I think it's like a one pound bag. Yeah. Um, and one pound makes enough for everybody. And, um, you know, classically you want to have something sweet and something acid with it. You know, when I say mm-hmm. acid, I mean orange juice. Um, and like I did in the demo, brown sugar, honey, sir, um, not maple, a little maple, okay, cider, those kind of things. Even this is where you can get, put some alcohol in there and okay. cook that down. And then you, like, if you're doing orange, maybe you have some gramonier or some triple sec. So it really gives it that orange flavor. Sure. But I don't know if I do too many other different things other than like some chopped apples, chopped pears, okay, something to make it more like a compote. Yeah. So now you're putting more, I mean, even a diced onion in there. Um, so it has some savory aspects. <coughs> but those are the types of things I would do to cranberry sauce. And you just okay. cook them. It doesn't take long. Cranberry sauce is like 20 minutes. That's it. As soon as, that, as, soon as those cranberries burst and have released all their juices and it's softened them up, you're done. You know, it's uh, from start to finish, it's 20 minutes. Well, you know, there's so many things you can do with cranberries. I make a cranberry orange bread. Uh, and, it, you know, I mean, it's like you say, you just take the bag of cranberries mm-hmm. and half of the bag is for a loaf. Mm-hmm. Like a loaf and it makes the yeah. makes a great kind of bread for instead of rolls or whatever. We yeah. don't have rolls. We have some pumpkin bread my daughter mm-hmm. makes or i'm gonna try this cranberry orange i love cranberry orange bread. <clears throat> yeah those quick breads yeah i love them yeah gonna make it from scratch so yep. we'll see how i how it comes out all right you know <laughs> but um i don't know um now, now you're having <clears throat> you're having a different dessert your son's making than the average pies but yes Kind of like traditionally, pumpkin pie is the mm-hmm. traditional pie, right. which I like. I do, too. And, I mean, I personally don't make it from scratch. I use the mm-hmm. Libby, where all you have to do is mm-hmm. add the eggs, because it's got yeah. all the seasoning yeah. and stuff in yeah. it. Yeah, that's, that's what I do, too. <clears throat> yeah. I'm and, not going to uh, scoop out a real pumpkin. No, no. And <laughs> no. Uh, I, because I, I feel, I don't know what I'm doing as far as measuring, uh, even to buy the plain pumpkin in the can, mm-hmm. you got to get the spices just right. Right. <clears throat> but some of the other pies, like I said, I make a pecan pie or an apple pie. Um, I don't know other fruit pies uh, if I've ever heard. Uh, usually mm-hmm. it's the apple or the mm-hmm. pumpkin and right. that. Yeah, believe it or not, I'm a big blueberry <laughs> pie guy. If you? someone makes that, I won't be too upset. I okay. just love blueberry pie, yeah. you know, ice cream on top. Love pumpkin pie. Yeah. Other things besides pie that you can do pumpkin, you can do a pumpkin cheesecake, yeah. um, a pumpkin like jelly roll, where you actually, I mean, those recipes are out there and it's just different. Yeah, my. Because pumpkin's like that feature thing you should see somewhere in the menu. In the right? menu, yeah. <laughs> my daughter made a pumpkin yeah. cheesecake, it was yeah. good. The apple pie I make, it's a praline 
and you bake the apple pie, mm. take it out, and you take uh, brown sugar, a little butter, and a teaspoon of milk, and then chop some pecans up, and then you put it over the top and put it back in the oven. Mm -hmm. And it really gives, I mean, it goes down into the slits, mm -hmm. so it gives the inside a little bit more mm -hmm. sweetness and the outside goods. It's just something different than making a plain apple mm -hmm. pie, you know. Right. So there, there's a lot of deviations you can go. Yeah, with. I think we're, we usually do two different desserts. I'm not quite <clears> sure <throat> what the other one is, and that might be something that I haven't heard of yet. <laughs> yeah. But we'll wait and see. Well, I know apple crisp is another thing that, mm -hmm. that people make and stuff yep. on there. Hey, that's another thing to put your cranberries in, an apple cranberry crisp. Really? Oh, yeah. Good. So I worked at the Red Lion Inn back in my early days as a chef, and that was a signature dessert item there. And I still make it. I use their cookbook, the Red Lion Inn cookbook from Stockbridge, Mass., and I make that usually once in the fall after apple picking. Right. And I got to make it just for, you know, nostalgia's sake. Now, is it is the recipe online? Oh, I'm sure you could find it online. Now, yeah, apple cranberry crisp. Apple cranberry crisp. Oh, delicious. Well, with the, I may with have the to try that. Topping. Yeah. It's good. Well, you know, it's got your, I use Granny Smith apples, and then we use the, just the cranberries. I'll have to find that. My, uh, I'll surprise my wife. Yeah. She'll kill me for making another dessert. But <laughs> yeah, uh, It's I'll, pretty uh, good, yeah, i tell you. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, you know, another thing that people are incorporating into holiday dinners now, as well as parties or, uh, you know, other events, is that, and I'm not going to pronounce it the right way, but it's the platter. That has all the cheeses and the... Charcuterie. Charcuterie, that's it. And that seems to be getting more popular Huge. at holiday time now. Yep. And I know my daughter, her boyfriend that she was going out with at the time, uh, he works as a fitness instructor, and one of his uh, clients that comes in started a business up in Glens Falls and, and makes those platters. Mm -hmm. So he brings... Now, there's four of us. And he brings over one that you could probably feed 20 people. Mm. But there's everything on those. And you can have different types, too. Yep. I mean, you don't just have to have the cheese crackers, salamis, sausage. I wish I could show you on radio the pictures of the last two that my son and my sister-in-law have made. That has become their tradition for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Really? Is they make a charcuterie, and that's the pre-feast snack yeah, that's that what we we're just doing. put out, and everyone nibbles on it. <laughs> yeah, and that's usually on during the Westminster Dog Show. Okay, <laughs> and they'll put it out, you know, around eleven, right after the parade, you know, right <laughs> the after Macy's the Day Macy's parade. Day Parade. They go to work on this thing, and they'll spend an hour putting this thing together. Oh, it's and yeah. They, they coordinate. The charcuterie board is all about textures, flavors, um, eye appeal. Sure. You want it to be decorative, um, and but it gets destroyed within minutes, but. Yeah. Um, you know, it's got your fruits on there, whether they're whole or dried, yep. your different cheese, at least three or four different cheeses, yep. and then all, all your cured meats. Cured meats. And know? she even puts in, like, uh, shelled pistachios oh, in yeah. a little yeah. cup and uh, chocolate-covered almonds. Yeah. She makes herself mm -hmm. a couple small cups of those around. And, I mean, it's it, they're great. You can... Mm -hmm. I mean, you make one to order. She'll she'll yeah. do one to order, but yeah, so I, it must be interesting great. to do it uh, yourself. You see them at restaurants now as an appetizer to feed the table. Oh, really? And that's pretty cool. Yeah. Because um, a lot of times appetizers, if you look at menus now when you go out, and appetizers they run fifteen to twenty dollars for an appetizer. Oh, I know. It's hard to justify when you're going to have a thirty dollar entree 
having a ten fifteen dollar appetite, but that's where we're at with restaurant prices, and that's a whole nother show. Oh, but yeah. um, you know, you do a charcuterie board that feeds four to five sure. people or even more. That's a fun interactive thing to do, and it doesn't oh, yeah. break the wallet either. Well, we we usually at three o'clock, three to three thirty. So he's coming over at one o'clock and bringing the board. So my wife said, you know. Don't have breakfast. Get yeah. ready that we're going to start in on that at one o'clock. Yeah. So and my daughter looks, for, my vegetarian daughter looks mm. forward to that because mm. of the cheeses. Like sure. you said, yeah. you know, there's brie, sharp, mm-hmm. uh, all different, uh, plenty oh, yeah. d- different kinds of cheeses and crackers and things that she can eat. Mm-hmm. So it's it, they're they're getting big. I, I know that. Yeah, they're um, very trendy now, and yeah, you'll <laughs> see them more and more online. You know, yeah, people take and show the pictures of the well, very creative. Oh, yeah. Well, you had an event here at Skidmore back in the spring, I think it was. Um, There was an event outside, and you had under tents, and you had so many people, and there were Mm. all these different food tables. And didn't they have those out there? That was the annual annual fundraiser for scholarships. It was the Palo Mountain fundraiser. And, yeah, uh, the work that the culinary team does, we have, there's one gentleman who works for us in dining service he's not a chef he's not didn't go to school for it but he is so artistic in his presentations and every year anytime there's a charcuterie board or a platter to be made he gets called upon to do it because he's just got that eye and i I think i had posted the pictures of oh my gosh yeah there were 55 pictures of the food i'm pretty creative and i know food but i don't know if i could come up with a platter as beautiful as what he comes up with you just don't want to even touch it Right. It's so beautiful, but yeah. Yeah, I remember the pictures you, you put out there, and it's like every, I, I mean, there must have been, I don't know how many food stations. Oh, yeah. Quite but a every one was unique. That was just appetizer. That was <laughs> they appetizers? They still had to sit down and have a sit-down dinner. <laughs> I don't know how you could have done it. No. And it was a hot July day, too. <clears throat> but, uh, but, I mean, the presentation pretty much sells the mm-hmm. uh, the dish, you know. and Well, uh, People, you can have a great recipe, uh, great chef or whatever. People still eat with their eyes. And nothing, I mean, every year there'll be a Kodak moment when the food all hits the table before we dig in. And, you know, everyone says grace for the most part, but everyone has to say, wait a minute, I got to get this. I got to post this really quick. I got to prove that we know what we're doing here. Exactly. Share it with the world. I got to see this. Yeah, put it on Facebook <laughs> I know, because right? uh, then that's I, that's that's what you do. I mean, you, you got to capture. Yellow. We don't save pictures anymore, do we? No, we don't have albums. It's no, like, we don't. It's, out it's there all on the internet. See. I know it, and it's terrible because if <laughs> something ever happened oh, uh, to the internet, we'd be. <laughs> you make a gravy and it's lumpy. Other than using a whisk, how can you get that? Uh, Unlumpy. Oh, uh, easy. I think I mentioned this. Um, my go-to way is to strain it through a mesh strainer. Okay, all right. You yep. strain or put it, it yeah. in the uh, blender and, and blend you know, it give up. it a blend up. And okay. It, the lumps go away. All right. Yeah, and it's hard because sometimes you, you follow the recipe and you're doing it the right way, but it could just be off with temperature a little bit. Sure. Or the flour just didn't want to break down. Yeah, slip it a hand. You yeah, put and it's stuff. just it's an easy fix. Yeah, okay. it really is. But right. Those are the only two ways I know how to do okay. it. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I know a lot of people, like you said, I, I mean, you got a lot of things on your mind, and, mm-hmm. and their gravy starts getting lumpy, and they start panicking. And real quick, because yeah. I know we're running low on time, the potatoes. It's so right. important. You can mess up the potatoes so easily. And one thing that a lot of people don't do is you 
you peel your potatoes and you dice them so they're even. Mm -hmm. I don't care if they're a large dice or a medium dice. They should be evenly diced so they cook evenly, mm -hmm. and you start them in cold water. Oh, you absolutely start them in cold water so they cook internally, okay. and and they cook all the way through evenly. And that way, they're not mush when you go to strain them. Right. They should be fork tender, which means when you put a fork in them, they break easily, not with any force. Then you strain them, get rid of all that water because okay. that water is just going to turn them to glue. Right. And then you add, and I put them back in the pot, and then I add. The warm ingredients. I take the, any butter, cream, milk, whatever you're doing for your additions. Right. You make sure that's warm. You don't want them cold going in a hot potato. Oh, okay. That also doesn't help either. Doesn't it cools help. them down and it doesn't really, you know. Right. It, they don't distribute evenly. So you're better off warm. Remember, cold water to start and then warm ingredients after. Now, you yeah. know what I do, and I don't know if this is proper, but I peel the sweet potatoes and the the. I use Yukon Golds, too. Mm -hmm. That's all we have. Yeah. Is, uh, I peel them the night before and put them in a cold water. Yeah. Uh, I do the same thing because okay. I don't want to do it on Thursday. No. Do it on I, Wednesday when you have more time. Yeah, there's too much to do in the yeah, morning. And, uh, I mean, our kitchen is not huge. I'll keep them right in the pot they're going to cook in. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. And this time of year, you can put a lot of stuff in your garage, on yes. your porch, because yeah. it's it's 40 to. 40 or 30 degrees outside. Right. Unless, unless you don't want to freeze it, you know, but sure. this time of year is perfect for, oh, I don't have space in the fridge. I got the back porch. I got the garage. Exactly. You know, my that's grandmother huge. had a cold room. Yeah. They didn't turn the heat on, yeah. you know, and she used to put. Yeah. One question I have to ask you that um, I argue with my wife all the time. Oh, boy. Is that, like I said, I make the pumpkin pie. Do you have to keep a pumpkin pie in the refrigerator or can you leave it out overnight? And, you know, the pie can be left out overnight. It can. Absolutely. Even two days? Sure. Okay. I yeah. always thought pumpkin pie had to be No, there's nothing in it that's going to hurt you. Okay. Having it at room temperature. Right. You know, everything's cooked. Yeah. Okay. You know? All right. Well, that's um, what she told me. You can serve me. at room temperature. A lot of people are, you know, they get weirded out by things at room temperature for too long but yeah. we're not taught it's not like mayonnaise <laughs> right or, or egg meat. or meat yeah. it's 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 a fruit pie yeah it's, it's gonna be fine okay yeah. i see i i don't know maybe that's just the way my family <laughs> well it's like it. eggs don't have to be most times eggs don't have to be refrigerated either oh people, really but people people leave them in the refrigerator, in the refrigerator yeah. yeah because when you think about it when you buy them in the store it's not it's in a cool right uh case but yeah. it's not enclosed yeah. as a refrigerator would be so why don't you um leave us with uh now we never got around to brining the turkey uh, um, we'll have to go back to our previous two shows that's right well maybe we'll get <laughs> to into brine or not to brine that is the question brine or not to brine rum or raisin or not to rum um maybe <laughs> we'll do an a email. cooking show <laughs> yeah. yeah really we'll do a cooking show about uh chef another time but you know, thanks for being with us, John. Yeah, These shows are always fun for yeah, me. Yeah, and always I always learn a little something, and I hope, you know, we'll, we'll do it again next year. I always threaten you with a Christmas show, but there's really not much <laughs> yeah. uh, at Christmas time that you, you. you can do. But, you know, thanks a lot. And um, John is a uh, semi-pro golfer. Because, uh, I, mean, I should be with the amount I play. Good, and you play every weekend. And he is, believe it or not, golfing I today. I am off to the greens. So he's off to the greens. So, All right. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Take care. Happy yeah. Thanksgiving, right. Jen. Yep. All right. Be good. And we'll see you in Bye. December 7th. All right. All right. Well, right now it's uh, Homer's uh, dance party here. And um, he is going to play some great music. Yep.